Hello friends, I am Ashish Dabari, founder and CEO of Axiomize. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old ones, welcome back. Today we are joined by Dr. Sean Safarpur, Group Director at Synopsys. Okay, so Sean, welcome to our podcast. You're a busy man heading the VC formal product line at Synopsys. And uh, you've taken time to talk to us, so thank you very much for joining in. And I know we have to talk about a lot of interesting formal verification stuff. Uh, But before we do that, I would like to take the opportunity to get to know you a little bit better, uh, although we have known each other for some time, but it would be good for our listeners to get to know a bit more about your personal journey into science, into formal verification, into synopsis, anything that you would like to share with our listeners um, okay, uh, hi Ashish, uh, thank you very much for, uh, you know, inviting me onto your podcast. Uh, I, I think first before I get into a little bit of, you know, my background and, and my journey into formal, uh, I want to take a minute and just, uh, you know, thank you for what you're doing. I think that uh, you're doing a great service here to our, our community. Um, I think it's something that, uh, you know, your podcast and um, all your education for uh, people wanting to learn more about formal verification and, and how to get um, how to get to use it and become more uh, more effective at it. I think you're doing great work for for us. So, firstly, thank you. Thank you, thank um, you, Sean. And I know <laughs> it's only been uh, you know a few weeks, uh, but uh, I saw some of the numbers. I think you're having some good success there, and I wish you more um, in the future. Thank you, thank you very much. Okay. So yeah, so about my uh, my journey. Um, so my first exposure was uh, through grad school. Um, full disclosure, uh, I'm Canadian. Oh, nice. <laughs> Born and raised in Canada. I thought you were American. Yeah. You, so- you sounded more American, but you know I've got no no subtlety <laughs> to figure out if somebody is Canadian or American. So no offense, of course. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. People people say that uh, yeah. If, if I say about. Uh, that that gives it away. <laughs> Some people say Canadians say about or about, or different ways of, of saying that. Um, but yeah, so so the reason why I bring that up is uh, you know I did my schooling in Canada, and for grad school, uh, I went to the University of Toronto there. And um, yeah, it was in basically in grad school when when I got started, uh, my advisor basically gave me a whole bunch of books, a whole bunch of papers, and said uh, go read you know, go figure out what's happening in the field. And um, I started reading these papers, and this was kind of, um, you know, the early 2000s. And um, this new thing was coming out, SAT solvers, right? So um, for some of your listeners that don't know, um, liability solvers are some of the you know, fundamental reasoning engines um, that enable, you know, all these formal verification uh, tools that that we have today, and um, yeah, so I came across them, and uh, it, it was very exciting. There was chat competitions. There was all these papers coming out. Um, this was um, kind of around the time that uh, ZChaf was one of the solvers from University of Princeton came out, and they had some you know clever uh, algorithmic algorithmic ways of tackling the problem. Um, yeah, so I got really into it. Uh, I decided to make that one of my topics. 
and um, my my contribution to the field was uh, kind of learning from the circuit context and um, extracting that information from the circuit structures, uh, kind of controllability and uh, observability, uh, don't cares, and then apply them um, to the Boolean SAT problems in order to speed it up and, and you know tackle some of these hard problems. Um, so so that's when I got started, and 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 it's kind of interesting. I I, I recall. Um, it's kind of weird the things you remember, but I, I recall this one session. I was sitting in the lab. It was it was late evening one time. I was kind of alone in my this big computer lab that we had, and um, I had put in some some helpers to help visualize how the SAT solver was doing its decision making and reasoning and backtracking and stuff. And I remember I was I was analyzing all these log files, and I thought it was totally fascinating. Uh, how it was going about solving the problem and, and just it wasn't doing what I had coded it to do it wasn't doing what I expected it to do and I thought man this is this is kind of like a like an organism if you will kind of going around and finding its own way and finding its path to the solution um, that, that's kind of the moment that I kind of really fell in love with it and, and kind of stuck on um, yeah no, that's that's, that's really uh, yeah, that's that's really nice to hear. And actually, uh, what you're describing here is exactly how um, you know graduate students get into a new topic, and we're kind of doing a self-discovery and discovering the field. Um, yeah, so I, I I think I need to come back to you again on the topic of SAT solvers, and uh, depending on how much time we have today, we may need to get you back again to go into a deep dive session because um, they are, as you said, very important. Um, engines that actually are powering up the formal tools and I'm not sure how many people um, are actually aware about it so you know we train people uh, at Axiomize we're providing training for formal verification but a lot of this is applied uh, in how to actually use the tools effectively for methodology and I do come across a lot of engineers in the industry who ask me these questions and uh, funny enough there is a desire to learn more about the back-end technology uh, which I hadn't initially uh, thought it might be. Um, so what actually got you to look into the formal space uh, in the first place or even pursue a PhD? So why did you, you know, PhD is not something, you know, I happen to do it. I had my own reasons, but it's not something a lot of us do. Um, yeah, so, so that was that was um, a little bit of my kind of master's, uh, um, I guess, path into um into research there but once i got into it and um you know the whole the whole sad thing opened up the model checking world um to me yeah that's why so it was I that started, decade yeah it was that decade where sat solvers becoming were becoming mainstream in model checking so so yeah it looks like you were at the right place at the right time uh, <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and and you know the the phd thing is kind of interesting so one the technology was really cool I wanted to learn more about it. Um, second, um, you know, up until then, I hadn't traveled much. And then as a poor grad student, I learned that, wait a second, every time you publish a paper, you get to you travel. Get to travel. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so then I, I started publishing like crazy. And my advisor wanted me to do journals, but I wanted to do conference papers <laughs> so I would get to travel. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, no, but these are the side uh, benefits of uh, doing PhD. So, Sean, this was early 2000. You started your yeah. PhD journey into formal verification. And I recall in 2018, you ended up writing a book on formal verification. What a fascinating 18 years it must have been for you. But tell me a little bit more about what is this book? And you know, my, my listeners want to, to know more about it. I've read this book, so I know uh, what you're talking about. But I think you need to describe it from, from your own perspective. Sure, sure. So, so actually, um, yeah, a couple of years ago at, uh, at Synopsys, we were uh, kind of really looking at the landscape of um, formal verification applications. And we were trying to see, uh, I guess maybe some of the topics we'll, we'll cover today, we were trying to see, you know, why is it that this powerful technology that you have countless people um, countless champions really swearing by it and saying that it has saved them tons of effort, millions of dollars, found bugs that no other technique would have found. So you have these people that are so passionate about it in practice, right? I'm talking people at you know, major companies talking about the dollars they've saved by using formal technology. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have even more people that have um, kind of, some of them really, they have no clue what it is. Uh, and, and they, maybe they've heard about it. They, they know there's sessions at conferences about it, but they really don't know where to get started. And, um, so we, we started with that problem of how can we get these people that have very little exposure to that technology and the applications? Uh, how can we help them get educated? But, um, also, what is the gap in, in the kind of, uh, material and literature, uh, landscape? Sure. And we found that, of course, on the back end part, there's countless academic papers and books, and you can go very, very deep. Indeed. Um, yeah. And even today, you can go on YouTube and there's, you know, lectures and stuff put up there. So yeah. you can get access to that pretty easily. Um, we thought that also in terms of really, um, you know, using the tools, um, the vendors have good material, like us at Synopsys. Um, once you kind of come into our, you know, our site, um, there's lots of uh, tutorials and videos and examples. So if you want to learn how to use a tool, um, you're there. Sure. But we thought that there is this gap, both for people that are curious and kind of want to, you know, they want to figure out how to get started, but also for management. Yeah. Um, we made sure that part of our audience, we're, we're focusing on that verification engineer or the verification lead or the executive there that um, maybe some people in his team are doing for formal, maybe uh, he or she wants to do more investment into formal. Um, Is this a book, um, sorry, mm-hmm. to, sorry to interrupt you. Is this a book yeah. that managers should definitely take a look at and senior executives, if they wanted to get a better feel of the value add proposition of formal, is that who your target audience is for this book? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I think we, we made sure to keep um, that audience in mind as we were writing this book. And it's a really quick read. Um, you know, we wrote it in a way, uh, Ashish, I think you've, you actually... Uh, yeah, I read it. I, I wrote a recommendation. I, I really do think people should read it because there's a lot of useful stuff in it that people yeah. find nowhere else. So it's, it's absolutely useful text. 
And I, my perception was also that it is targeted to a person who is not a formal expert and he wants to understand the value proposition of what it is going to be good for if you wanted to invest more in formal. And that's the kind of thing that has been completely absent, you know. Uh, as you said, you know, we're yeah. we standing tall on the shoulders of these formal giants, right? Who've done tons of stuff in algorithms and logics. And yet when it comes to its widespread use, uh, my perception is exactly the same as yours, that on one half you've got passion and, you know, people like you and I who know what the value add is and our customers, but on the other hand, there are lots of people who are crying out to get more out of it. And um, they're running around and, and not enough things out there so so this is an interesting thing but i don't i don't think you guys have actually done a lot more after you published the book i know you wrote a blog but somehow i feel like when you're writing a book or even a blog you need to kind of follow this these things up with more uh, sustained thing because people tend to forget right we're living in this age of whatsapp and twitter and facebook right so a short memory is a few seconds right so how, I think maybe you guys should do some kind of an event where you should keep reminding the the best parts of the book or nice summary articles. I, I think it would be valuable um, for the wider world to gain access to that kind of insight. Uh, and perhaps things are moving fast as well. So getting uh, to do a check again on where we are, uh, two years is not a big time, but you know, in semiconductor industry, two years is a big big enough time because so many changes are happening but no that's that's really nice well so this book is not free so you have to buy it so perhaps people can order this on amazon or what's the so yeah so he, here's the thing here's the thing actually um uh so the book actually is free if What's you go point? on to uh, the digital version is free oh i see um, if you want a hard copy yes, even you better. have to go to amazon even better so there's so, no excuse no excuse for not reading it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So go ahead. Um, uh, if you go on the Synopsis web website and then you go to the VC formal product, there's tons of material, but there is a link to, to the book to download. Um, it's, it's been downloaded. I think I checked uh, maybe a quarter ago, um, close to 5,000 times. So wow. I think it's pretty good. Cool. Um, and we've... Um, so we, of course, uh, at Synopsys, we have, you know, these snug events and so on, and we do give away uh, a lot of those books. I think it, that's the right place because you get a lot of managers that come in. Hmm. There's people that work on hmm. very different problems and different technologies, sure. uh, and it, it's a really quick read for them. But to, to your point about following up, I, I totally agree. And we try to... Um, kind of follow that up both with, like you said, the blog, um, but as well as our um, special interest group. Yeah, and, I'll come to the special you know, interest group all... in a second. I'll, I'll come to the special interest group in a second, but um, I'm quite aware um, about your time and how busy you are, so I want to make sure I get some of my questions answered. So, yeah. <laughs> so Sean, I love talking to you. You know, we are good friends, we're good buddies. Um, and, you know, you're heading one of the most important products in the industry, the VC formula family uh, made by Synopsys. Um, but to be honest, I'm not sure why people should look at it. Um, you know, you guys are one of the last entrants in the industry. You know, we've had products from other vendors. Um, I know you've made a really cool tool, Hector, which I'm aware of people using it. I've had some interaction with Hector. But why why should I care about VC Formal 
property checking? You know, what's so unique about it? Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, why should I spend any dollar? Uh, <laughs> so that's that's my first. That this is a thing that's my itch, if you know what I mean. So maybe you sure, can sure. maybe you can persuade me to look at VC formal more seriously. <laughs> sounds good. That sounds good. So so here's the thing. Um, yes, you are right. We are the uh, newest kid on the block, and um, VC formal. Actually, we we think that is uh, one of our main advantages. Um, you know, you, you made that comment about standing on shoulders of giants and so on. Um, in formal verification, at least on the commercial side, um, we're also standing on a lot of skeletons. Um, what I mean by that, there's a lot of uh, companies and tools out there that have uh, unfortunately failed. Um, if you look at the 2000, I remember, yeah, when I was coming out, maybe mid-2000s, uh, there was at least a dozen companies claiming to have uh, property verification tools mm-hmm. and um, some of them uh, you know went away some of them morphed into other kind yeah. of companies uh, and so on but when we launched uh, VC formal now probably around six years ago and not launched uh, meaning taking it to the market but trying to um, you know start the whole effort from scratch um, the idea was you know what is it um, that we can do um, to not not only get into this market but help grow the market. Uh, I, I think again we have this thing where um, some people may look at, um, for example, what other tools have done in the past and and kind of um, the successes that they've had, um, which I'm not trying to demean, sure. but. Formal verification has really not penetrated the market the way that I think it should. Um, it is such powerful technology, and, and I think that there is a problem that uh, every designer, every verification engineer can use Formal to solve. Not just the property verification, but also the apps, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it, it would be unheard of um, you know, to tell um, an engineer um, hey, you don't need to use a debugger. You don't need to look at a waveform here. That would be like ludicrous, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of where formal is. When when I hear of people, you know, um, writing, um, uh, you know, test benches or test cases to go ahead and, and uh, come up with one example of how this FSM works, of how this... You just know there's so many better tools out there that can tackle that problem in a more efficient way. So... I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, us as a community, and that's why I like what you're doing, I, I think we need to educate more and the potentials and the benefits of it um, still hasn't been truly tapped. Yeah, so just going back to why should I care about VC Formal, I obviously know why mm-hmm. I would like to use VC Formal. And, you know, yeah, we are yeah. partners of Synopsys and I use VC Formal all the time. I, I do I do understand that there has been a gap, and I totally accept your point that you know we should learn from the mistakes of others and VC formal. Um, to me, it is about bringing together your technology of Wordy uh, that people were used to before. Um, but I think you basically engineered, from what I gather, a system that is trying to mitigate some of the shortcomings and the pitfalls of. The previous tools or the ones that were existing in the market but i would still like to know what do you think are the key yeah. um, pluses so i mean is it like your compilers are faster or your solvers are faster 
what do you what are, what is the impression you're getting from the field as to why um, people should be looking at VC formal more than any other tool? Yeah, thanks, Ashish. Uh, yeah, you know my answer is uh, quite a bit long-winded there. It's all right. So, um, yeah. So basically, uh, where I was going with that is that as we're trying to get more users of formal verification, you know, we looked at it from scratch and we decided there's a couple things we need to do. One, there's really two two things. One is looking at the broad market. How can we get that technology in the hands of people, get them value quicker? And the way to do that is really through our platform, which you kind of touched based on. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, um, VC formal, the entire front end is VCS. So VCS is a, you know, very popular, maybe the most popular simulator out there. Um, a lot of, uh, users use it. Once you have it compiled with VCS, it basically it's trivial to get it working with VC formal. This I, this I believe with, is a very clever <laughs> I, this I believe is a very clever idea because what you guys have done is you've integrated the front end of the simulator with the formal tools and now you're creating a bridge between the simulation users yeah. and, and your formal users. So I think yeah, this is where the the trend seems to be going. But you guys were on it. Um yeah, carry on please, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so that was that was um something that was architected actually. You know, when we were building it from scratch, that we wanted to reuse the front end. We wanted to take that pain away to bridge the simulation to formal users. And along the same way, we have basically the de facto debug, uh, debugger, which is Verdi. And instead of again building kind of a formal specific debug environment, we said, let's basically reuse Verdi. And anything specific for formal that we need, we'll add some customized windows. But if you need a waveform viewer, the, the standard N wave will work there. Um, if you need to look at the source code, it's the standard um, source for Inverti. So again, we bridge that gap um, through the platform. So, so what that means is that it, we're going to that vision of if I'm if I'm an engineer and maybe I use a formal tool 10% of the time, like let's say every two three months. I, I do something and I need to bring up VC formal. You don't have to keep relearning one, how do I compile mm -hmm. it? Two, how do I debug it? Where was this button again? Yeah. We're trying to take that barrier down and, you know, pretty much eliminate it. So what, what are you guys offering in the coverage space? So I am talking to my customers and I often get asked this question as to what is the solution to the coverage problem? And there doesn't seem to be a unique solution in the industry. There does seem to be many different coverage solutions. So what is Synopsys's answer to the coverage problem for formal? Yeah, actually, I, I think that again goes to one of our strengths. So I think we have um, pretty solid solution. So coverage is a, you know, loaded term. Um, you know, people coming from it from the simulation world mean something else. People coming in from the formal world mean something else. Mm -hmm. So firstly, we have um, the VCS coverage data um, is basically consumed also by Verdi and all the other platforms. So we work within that database, so the coverage database. And um, we do things like there's a whole bunch of different analysis that you can do, like reachability analysis. You can do reachability with bounds to see, you know, how many cycles does it get to hit a particular line in your code. Um, you can see whether a code is not reachable if it's not reachable because of the structure of it. Mm -hmm. Is it like that code? Mm -hmm. Or is it due to kind of over constraints that you've put in there? Right. Okay. Um, 
So, so that's really the fundamentals. We have that in place. Now, the really cool thing is for people that are doing formal for a living pretty much, right? So guys and gals that are um, doing formal on blocks and then they're taking the risk, going to their manager saying, you know what? You don't need to do simulation on this. I fully verified it end to end and I think I got, I'm totally covered. For those folks, what we want to do is firstly help them make sure that, um, you know, there are no gaps, right? When they say I'm sure. done, they're really yeah. done. Yeah. And that, that's a hard one. Uh, that's a different topic. I think we can spend a lot of time. Of course. But then yeah. What we want to do is we want to take that data about what was covered in formal and then map it over or translate it over to, um, kind of coverage, code coverage metrics. That are you guys marketing? verification manager okay. um, mm. kind of understands. I see. So you guys are actually taking that data out of the formal space and providing some kind of a merged view with simulation coverage. Okay. I, I think we need to we need to come back to this topic and I need to certainly get you back uh, to do a more deep dive. Um, for today, I don't want to go too much deep on the cover side, but you know, you I love talking about this problem. One thing I wanted to talk to you about while our listeners are still with us is this special interest group thing that you guys started a few years ago. I know I went to one of them in Bangalore and I was quite astounded to see that you know the room was full of people. Um, you know, and it looks and I was like, okay, more and more people are getting interested in formal. What tell us about why you did this in the first place and how is this event coming along in the last couple of years or three years since when you started this? Thank you. So, so uh, the, the reason why I kind of smile um, is it was doing pretty good before this uh, COVID nineteen thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Who knows? Who knows what's the status of conferences to come? Um, but but yeah, no. So so the reason we um, again, it's kind of um, the whole the whole idea behind the book, behind the launch of the pro- uh, the product, um, some of the different apps and so on and as well as the special interest group for VC Formal is really bring the community together um, and help people learn learn from each other. Um, I, I think that if you look at, the, again, the spectrum of the users out there, you find um, a, a good deal of um, differences, not just in terms of kind of background and application, um, or how much they apply the technology, but even in, in the different ways and, and the apps and so on that they use. So you will have, we, you know, we have users and customers that um, are using um, sequential equivalence checking, for example. Um, they're just using it across the board. It's kind of like a hammer that anything they see, boom, 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 there's nails everywhere. They use it across the board. They see so much value. Um, and, you know, we talked to them and they report back, they found hundreds of bugs, mm-hmm. um, with this app. Then, but then you ask them about some of the other apps, what about, uh, connectivity checking or register verification or data pass verification? Oh, that's not being used. Right. Then you go to another customer and they will swear by connectivity checking. And again, they will be using it as a sign-off. Um, it's mandatory. They have a whole list of bugs. 
So, you know, we bring these people together and, and if I do it or if, you know, our, our team does it, uh, it sounds like we're, we're trying to promote the tool or we, you know, maybe a little bit of marketing. But when the users get together, they talk about, you know, they present what they've done, their shared data. I think that goes, that goes a long way. That yeah. goes a long way. So you're providing a leveler uh, amongst different customers and allowing the information to sort of diffuse between people and and companies, which, yeah, I, I like these events. I think they're very good for um, for the wider community. Hey, I would like to carry on talking to you forever uh, because we both love Formula and there's a lot to cover. But in the interest of your time, um, I would like to actually wrap up today's podcast, but I would like you to provide five tips for our listeners um, and a lot of our listeners are actually graduate students like you and I were at one point of time or early professionals trying to adopt formal. What are those things that you would like to give as suggestions to our listeners? What can they do to get the most out of their engineering career, formal verification career, or generally speaking, verification? Um, yeah, sure. So, um, so firstly, I think that um, you know, my, my, my top advice out there is uh, be curious. And um, I think if somebody is listening to your podcast right now, I think they, uh, they've had a good start. But um, there is tons of material out there. Uh, I think that if, if you do spend the time to look on, um, you know, on the web, uh, the different um, kind of forums, and you know YouTube and podcasts and so on. There is tons of material. Be curious. Um, you know, I I myself uh, every once in a while I go and check out what what's been talked at different com- conferences, and it's it's kind of amazing you know how life will will work. Sometimes you are listening to something that you you might just find it interesting, uh, but you know a few months down the road you may actually find that that knowledge useful. Um, so that's the first one. Uh, the second one, I think if, if somebody is getting started um, in this domain, um, I say find a buddy. Uh, you know, find a buddy. I mean, find a mentor if, if possible. Yeah, um, I think advice, if you're in a yeah. company, yeah, if you've had people that, that have, you know, dabbled in it. I wouldn't say it doesn't even have to be an expert. Yep. Just somebody to bounce ideas with, uh, say, hey, I... I read this paper, what do you think about it? I tried this tool. Um, I, I think you get a lot more out of it when there's at least two or more people um, kind of exchanging ideas. Absolutely. Totally agree with you, yeah. Um, so another one, I think, um, now I'm thinking more in terms of if you're somebody at a, at a company and uh, and maybe they're not doing a lot of formal and you're trying to do more, I think uh, do take the time and try to to challenge that status quo. Um, and you know, it's very hard. To, it's very hard for the new yeah. person, but that's what we got to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I think there's enough voices out there and there's enough experiences out there that I can say with confidence, if you do put in the time, the data will back up, you know, what you're doing. So, if you do want to challenge the status quo, um, you know, go about it, collect the data, take the data to, you know, management or whoever, and kind of approach it that way. But 
it's not just doable, but almost every company that you see out there, mm. um, you know, from the, the, the big guys, the Intels and Apples and, and, you know, of the world that are doing so much formal, they all started with one guy, yeah. one person, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and that one person kind of um, infected others in a way, in a good way, right? Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> and and that, that led to kind of this, this growth. And then maybe finally, my, my thing is, uh, you know, have fun. I, I find this stuff um, really exciting. I think if you find fi- uh, some some enjoyment out of it, um, you will get a lot more. Like your productivity will go up, the results will go up. Um, don't just look at it in terms of a, of a labor. Um, try to find the, the lighter side of things. And yeah, have fun. Yeah, so I, I totally agree with you. If you're not enjoying what we're doing, then it is always hard to get out of the bed and look at the day and if, if it feels like it's a chore it's probably not for you but as you said you've got to start somewhere be curious always challenge the status quo um, get a good buddy try and actually take help from people who've been in the field and these are all valid good suggestions and i hope my listeners would be following your tips and they would be taking their first step in the field of formal verification. Um, I would certainly like to take the opportunity to get you back again, Sean, if your time permits. And thank you very much for offering your time today. Uh, You have offered a lot of valuable insight about uh, why formal verification uh, makes sense uh, and what managers can get out of this. Uh, Your book, your special interest groups that Synopsys has doing, uh, your product portfolio where your tools are actually uh, challenging the status quo. So there's a lot of interesting stuff coming out of Synopsys and you, my friend, are at the helm of it at Synopsys. So well done for for making these contributions and we will touch base again. And for now, I would like to say thank you very much. Thank you, Shisha. I'm very happy to, uh, to be on your podcast. Happy to come back again uh, in the future. Thank you. Thank you. So friends, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Do let us know by emailing us at info at Aximize.com or going to our Aximize YouTube channel. Stay connected, stay home, stay safe, and we will be back next week.